Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Larry Tong. I am one of the hosts, guest hosts, actually, today on the podcast. I'm joined with Dr. Sam Ree uh, from uh, New Jersey and uh, Dr. Sal Pacella from San Diego. Thanks and great seeing you guys again. Dr. Tong, how are you? Very good. Neighbor to the north. Love it. So today we have an interesting topic. Um, recently, the FDA put out a bulletin warning against um, unapproved FDA unapproved fat dissolvers. Now there is um, a FDA approved uh, fat dissolver, which has uh, been um, employed for melting fat under uh, under the chin area. Um, in the States, it's Kybella. The uh, same drug is used in Canada. It's called uh, Belkyra, and uh, that has approval. But uh, the warning from the FDA was that um, there have been uh, products being sold online or either used in uh, med spas or similar type of clinics, which use uh, chemicals that melt fat, but these are not FDA-approved products. And the reason why the warning has come out is because there have been um, bad complications related to the use of these uh, products. So um, I'll start off with... Um, How about asking... we start off with our disclaimer? We oh, forgot. yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this show is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, particularly when it comes to fat dissolving agents. Uh, this show is for informational purposes only. Treatment and results may vary based on the circumstances, situation, and medical judgment after appropriate discussion. Always seek the advice of your surgeon or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding medical care. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking advice because of something in the show. All right, great. So I'll start off with um, either of you. What um, experience do you have with fat dissolvers and how do you feel um, about their effectiveness and how patients um, you know, are happy or unhappy with uh, the results? Uh, I've used Kybella and I will say I'm not a huge fan uh, in general. It was really hot when it first came out. Um, I It took me a while to actually get my hands on it because I wasn't a platinum provider or whatever it is that, the, you know, they rank providers in terms of volume of injectables that you use. And I don't do a ton of injectables. So once I got it, I, I did it on... Um, some family members who really heard about it, really wanted it, um, like uh, um, not uh, like my uh, brother-in-law, and um, he did not like it. Uh, it the Kybella required like three treatments, uh, spaced out over about six to eight weeks each, and there was a tremendous amount of swelling every time he got it, and it worked, but it didn't work. Uh, 100%. I would say he probably got maybe like a 50% reduction in, in terms of his fullness under the under the chin. And so he didn't think it was really worth it, uh, which was the same thing with some of the patients um, I had tried. Some of them got good results, but a lot of them got mediocre to average results. And they felt like the discomfort and the swelling from the chin swelling underneath uh, where the injections were, which were not comfortable injections either. Um, was not was not great, and for me as a surgeon, I always felt like un, you know liposuction got me a uh, a better result, a faster result, uh, less discomfort. Uh, so 
in general, if someone really wants Kybella, I don't, I won't say no, but I think most patients are savvy enough these days in 2024 to ask for liposuction under the chin, especially for younger patients. And uh, they'd rather not go for the fat dissolving products as much these days. For me, I don't know. Yeah, I agree uh, with Sam. I think it was uh, it was marketed very heavily on its uh, release, and um, I think like anything, it's it rides the wave of uh, satisfaction afterwards. So, I agree. I've used it a couple times. I haven't been overly impressed. I think in my hands, for a tiny little bit under the chin, I can do a little bit of micro liposuction in the office setting. Um, not put people to sleep. It's uh, minimal cost. And in fact, by the time you paid for three Kybella treatments, you probably paid for definitive liposuction underneath the chin anyway. And so um, I think it's, uh, it, there, we should approach this with caution because, you, you know, keep in mind the, the, uh, the market for med spas is not necessarily the market for plastic surgeons. You know, us three as plastic surgeons, we have the benefit of of elevating the next step of care. If something doesn't work, we can always try something more invasive. Whereas if you're seeing a nurse practitioner in a spa or some some, some other provider, they, they're they're only limited by what they can do from injectable or um or laser or something stand, right? So so because because you have one arrow in your quiver, you're going to use that arrow, right? And not go to others. So yeah, I I 100% agree with both of you. I think that the issue with Kybella um, is that you inject it, you don't really have control over what is going to get dissolved or removed. Um, and because it's a, you know, it's a drug that you're injecting, I'm sure that they formulated it in a way which uh, sits more on the conservative side of things. They're not going to give something so strong that it's going to melt a bunch of the fat and you're going to look skeletonized. Um, and it's true. The, the, uh, the amount of swelling and discomfort that they get from it is actually more than what I would see in a patient where I do liposuction uh, to the sentimental region. And, and on top of that, the areas that you're allowed to inject that's recommended is much more limited than what you can do with liposuction. So if there's a certain area that patient wants, um, more, attention to, you might not necessarily be able to get, you know, get to that air. So for all those reasons, I think that, uh, the fat dissolving has its place maybe in somebody who's not willing or cannot do surgery for, for whatever reason, and they're okay with maybe getting a result that's, um, more on the subtle side when you're comparing it to, um, to liposuction. Now, can any of you yeah, comment? They- yeah, go ahead. So, you know, the, the other thing I wanted to say too is, you know, we've, as plastic surgeons, we've learned this lesson for the last 30 years with another product that people use, an off the shelf product that people use to melt fat and that's steroid injection, right? And so when you've had, when you've had little areas of fat collection or say overdone fat transfer, um, you know, surgeons have injected steroid in the past to, to melt that fat and, and I've seen devastating consequences from that, really cavitation, open wounds, um, you know, thinning of skin. Um, it, it's just, a, it's a disaster. Um, and so 
you know, we, we just really have to, I think, understand that some things work, some things may work, but are very unpredictable. So you want to balance the, the certainty versus the invasiveness versus the risk, you know. So, uh, Dr. Ree, uh, you want to comment on um, the use of sort of non-approved chemicals for melting fat? Yeah. So this was an FDA warning, as you mentioned, and then the news outlets have picked this up, how there are these non-FDA approved fat dissolving injections, and they go under the name uh, of like Aqualix, Lipodissolve, Lipolab, Cabellin, and they claim that you can inject these fat dissolving in, uh, chemicals and reduce fat in the chin or the back or the thighs or upper arms or stomach. And they have posted pictures of these horrible blisters and ulcers and scars on these patients who had these treatments and are permanently disfigured. They've mentioned serious infections, skin deformity, cysts, deep knots after uh, receiving these uh, injections. They've gotten them at clinics or medispas. Um, it's not clear whether these people who are injecting these chemicals are licensed in any way or, or certified by any real medical body. And uh, some consumers actually have bought these uh, products themselves and self-injected them themselves with even like pretty similarly horrifying results. Um, I haven't seen any patients in my office with these problems. Um, I was wondering what you guys thought in terms of seeing this type of thing in your area. Yeah, I have. I haven't uh, really encountered any of these rogue products necessarily. Um, however, um, or I should say, people naming these by name. Um, but I have seen, you know, a lot of stuff injected coming from over south of the border you know, and in Latin America and with modest to devastating consequences. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if people are injecting Drano underneath their skin. You know, to, to, it's, it's aggressive sometimes. So I've, I've seen um, similar types of situations, not south of the border, but from the homeland. That's called the People's Republic of China. And, uh, you know, we've seen... You, you know, I asked the patients, no, patients generally don't know what's been done and they just have all these scars and disfigurement there. So I think, you know, for our viewers, um, be careful about what you in get injected, you know, make sure you do a little bit of research in general. I do not believe that there are any FDA approved, um, injectable products, um, that have been approved for use in the body, uh, except under, under the chin. Um, and even if they do work, you can't expect them to be a substitute for, you know, something like liposuction. Uh, so I don't, the problem is that there's no control over these, um, areas once, once the stuff gets injected, uh, even if it did work, how, how would you know how to inject it so that you get a nice, even result. I just see, you know, all kinds of problems with trying to inject 
some sort of liquid or chemical uh, for for the sake of you know dissolving fat. I you know it's this is not new in the sense like you said we've seen over decades people getting all sorts of stuff injected to melt fat. It, for a while it was herbal extracts that we that I saw. Um, people have injected free silicone for a long time for many 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 years for as fillers uh, into their body into their butt. Um, I don't quite understand why people feel it's okay to do so other than the fact that um, they don't want to spend a lot of money or they can't spend a lot of money and they are desperate. And I can understand a patient who is really unhappy with their appearance. Somebody promises them something that's too good to be true and they give it a shot. But this is not like buying a slap chop where, you know, you get it in the mail and you're like, damn, this thing doesn't work. Like this is your body. And I think every so often we just have to remind people that it's not just that it might not work, that it could seriously disfigure your body. One of the case reports they had was that it wasn't that it just didn't work. Like they got a mycobacterium infection. And as you guys know, mycobacterium is the same type of infection that results in tuberculosis. It's really difficult to eradicate that type of infection. It takes months and months and months of antibiotics. Um, it festers. It's really difficult to treat. And so it's not just like, oh, well, I might just get some scarring or it might not work. No, this could really result in some serious uh, consequences. And so if you know of anyone who might be tempted to do something like this, um, where there are locations or people that offer this sort of stuff, um, definitely don't don't even think about it for for a second. I I know that a lot of us really want to work on our appearance, work on our on our bodies, but you know this is something where they are really taking advantage of people, and it's unfortunate because. Uh, I haven't dealt with this type of injection, but I have helped patients after other types of uh, injections in the past. And it's just a really long, un unfortunate process. And these patients are so sorry afterwards. Um, and just a, a moment of poor judgment can result in months and years of managing complications, which, which is so unfortunate. I don't know if you guys have seen any uh, other specific uh, cases where you've had to deal with just really, really bad consequences with these types of treatments. Well, I mean, um, butt injections with, you know, silicone and all kinds of weird stuff um, used to be a bigger problem. I think it's been publicized enough that... Um, you know, there's been several deaths that have been reported. And so I think consumers are a little bit wiser now, you know, uh, they're not going in, meeting somebody in the hotel room and getting their butts injected now, but just because you might be doing this in some sort of clinic, uh, and there's some veneer of legitimacy to it. Um, you know, you just have to be careful whenever you're choosing any type of you know, these are medical procedures, basically, um, that 
you know, you, buyers have to be uh, beware and, you know, do at least some due diligence. Um, and it's, it's a shame that, you know, some places offer these things without, you know, looking fully at what are the safety implications. What do you think about, um, do you think that this will be less common once Ozempic and some of these other weight loss medications start to come, become less expensive and become more widespread, uh, that people might not feel like they need fat dissolving injections and other, uh, other types of medications like this, uh, um, in the future? Like I'm kind of hopeful. I mean, I, I think, I think it might actually get worse because, you know, when, when you have, um, you know, Ozempic and Wagovi and all these things, you know, it generally reduces or it generally um, allows you to lose weight centrally. But, you know, we know from weight loss, you can't spot reduce places, right? So like there's still fat around your knees, your elbows, your neck. And so, you know, if anything, I think it might be, it might get worse and more noticeable, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I guess we'll just have to see, you know, I guess the patterns of weight loss in people are different according to each individual. And I would say that probably in some patients, it will reduce their specific need for uh, liposuction. But as Dr. Pichella said, maybe it's going to make things worse for others. So it might increase uh, the demand uh, for, for spot fat reduction. Well, I really appreciate your guys' perspective on this. Hopefully, we won't be seeing very many patients with this uh, kind of problem. But uh, if uh, anyone out there does know of anyone, please let us know. We'd like to hear from you. Um, this is something that I think should be publicized more so that people are aware uh, of what they might potentially be getting into. Uh, any other thoughts about these fat-dissolving uh, spa, quote, spa treatments, guys? Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> All right. Well, I think so. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. No, that's it. Good points. Very, very good. Yes. Points. So thank you, Sam and Sal. Um, and uh, to all our viewers, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to speaking, you, uh, speaking with you again in the future.